All right. Check. Boom. There it is. Boom. Pow. 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 Good? Yeah, we're good. good okay. Yeah. I, I think the so. The other side's good, too. Yeah, you want to? Need to plug it in. <coughs> there you go. <laughs> Is it plugged in? Yeah, we're good to go. Is, is it working? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're good. Like. Man, this is old school. No camera, no nothing. This is yeah, great. This is old school, man. I like this. We'll just leave it like this and start going. Let's roll. Uh, Carl, what's your last name? Man. man. Carl, man. Here with Carl, Carl read man. The email. Middle initial S. Yeah. Been, I did read the email. I was going to say, you make sure that, that Carl, the, the S, S, S is in the middle. S. You know what S stands for? What? Super. <laughs> okay. So, okay. That's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That extra that in might in hurt us here. That but intelligent yeah. German humor. Oh, I missed, <laughs> it. I missed it so much. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It is the Permanent Relegation Podcast. Yeah. And it's been a while since we're like this. This it's, is weird. This is like a real podcast here. It's I'm going like to take the microphone show. off of the stand. And you're going to go gonna lean up like this. <laughs> to get some... Huh? About to get some screamo music here. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get like really angry with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got... Uh, Yankees Astros playoff baseball on the TV off to the left of us and or to the right of us um, on the south end of the building and uh, <laughs> but anyway we're <laughs> we are here at, at uh, uh, St. Joseph's Brewery in downtown Indianapolis no s St. Joseph's Brewery in downtown <laughs> Indianapolis uh, on part of our was it stop two of our brew tour uh, or as you said on Twitter October Octobrew. Or Brewtober, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no, so I was looking at if I could use the hashtag Brewtober, because you know whenever you do a hashtag, make sure it's not supporting some weird cult that's right. talking about it. Well, it was. It's supporting the brewers. And I said, well, the hell with that. I'm going to hate the brewers. <laughs> so I said, all right, cool. Here's to you, Ryan Braun. Not using it. No. What was so. the one for Triton that we were trying to use? And something? It was It was something else that was like really. It was we're a not, major, like an L.A. or something major yeah, yeah. deal. Like, like we're like, not going to do that. You're like, don't do it. Don't do it. I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm Andy, as usual. Chris, as always. Yes. And 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 sometimes you know what an honorary third member of he has an honorary relegation. I, I think he's so. actually been on more than Popper has. He may have. At this point, he's definitely had more content. <laughs> he's had very very good content here. So I, we uh, we welcome back the the beautiful bearded yes sexy number twenty four on the pitch. Keep on number going, one in your heart. That's more. Oh, tiny hands. <laughs> Amazing Uh-oh. smile. Silence that stuff, Carl. You're not that important. <laughs> you act like you own some things. <laughs> You're a big business guy. Uh, and then uh, here joining us, uh, Chris, you want to go ahead. Give, no, give, no, give go the ahead. intro. You're good. You're good. Uh, I don't know the official title of Carl here. He's the uh, managing partner managing slash partner, yeah. super. <laughs> yes. Carl S. Man. As we were talking off air, what does the S stand for? Super. Super. <laughs> and Christian, of course, said it's a... It, Super uh, in- intellectual German humor coming out as uh, it's a, a multi multinational feel show this evening. And we found out he let me know downstairs. Carl did that. It is uh, German American Day. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, I did know that. Christian, so, did you know that? Congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations to you as well, sir. No. I, was, no. I said, how are you going to celebrate? And he goes, <laughs> I think I'll just have another beer. <laughs> More beer. Another Kolsch. Yes, right. right. Another Kolsch. That's what I'm said, having. Absolutely. That's what you should be having. Yeah, you want to go? Nobody asked me. Why don't you go run downstairs real quick and get yourself a beer? I will do it. 
I'll Are you gonna it. do it? I'll go get him. Are right. we can call? Yeah. I mean, we probably have a number. You can probably call somebody, right? <laughs> yeah. Call, <laughs> get his phone out, and text down to Taylor. Call the bar. Send the text down to Taylor. Yeah. Be super happy about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I'm sure I, she'll I be super happy. You, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so as you know, that we're kind of. Well, yeah. Here, here. You want to try this? Christian's gonna try. Yes, thanks, Christian. That's. I'm glad we don't have a, a video camera on this time. Yeah. Okay. So bring I am. Me, bring me that water, please. <laughs> I am drinking uh, a delicious. Do you, Carl, do you want another one too while he's going down there? I'm okay. Okay. Uh, I'm drinking their delicious Kolsch, which I feel like is probably the best Kolsch I've ever had. Um, I think this is probably. Is this like one of your most popular uh, brews here at St. Joe? It's actually the first beer that we brewed here before we opened up because uh, uh, we wanted to open up with our own beers. We wanted to open up with our own beers. Yeah. Uh, and back in, in May, and the Colch was the first beer that actually was ready. Is, was that your decision to say? No, no, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> who's, the, uh, who's the head brewer here? It's Alan Simons. Okay. Alan used to be down uh, in uh, uh, at uh, Oak Barrel. Oh, okay, on gr in Greenwood. In Greenwood, okay. Yeah, and came up here, and he's completely in charge of all the beers here. He does a great job. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but we are going uh, kind of a, a little bit, obviously, like we talked about on the Triton show. We're kind of going off the rails with some of the the usual, um, well, uh, except for Christian being here because you are part of the Indy Eleven soccer team. Um, but. Uh, we're going a little off the rails uh, from talking soccer. I'm sure some soccer will be brought up, uh, being across from two Europeans. But uh, <laughs> hey, oh, speaking of, we actually were talking about downstairs. Uh, have you heard anything about the Volkswagen thing? And not really. I only heard only heard bits and pieces, so I'm not really too knowledgeable about what's going on there. Well, the only thing I heard is that apparently it's a German company, but for the whole scandal, an American wasn't charged for. Mm. Is that true, Carl? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, managing partner or the guy who I don't even know what exactly happened to be honest, but they they put all the blame on a on an American employer they have. Uh, but their soccer team's screwed. It's basically what it's going to boil down to too. Well, they they put in uh, uh, over twenty million or twenty five million dollars uh, into the teams, and of course their own club is uh, uh, Wolfsburg. And uh, since they're also involved with Audi, uh, they're also involved with Ingolstadt and uh, Bayern Munich. So uh, money will definitely have an effect. Because <laughs> sure. it's like an $18 billion Fine. mess up. Fine, yeah. $18 billion screw up. Oh, hey, look at that. This is weird because actually we usually have a waiter come through. And now, oh, all right. It's actually the second, it's actually the second time that, that lovely young gentleman... <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely young gentleman. <laughs> Serves me beer the second time. Remember when we were at your place at home? You yeah, you were, right. oh, yeah, you you were, were nice enough to do this right. as well. Exactly. You're such a kind kind hey, we were just talking about the uh, Volkswagen thing, um, filling some airtime while you were downstairs. But so I was uh, gonna say ten seconds to left, catch me up. There you go, done. Oh yeah. There and then is. we talked about um what was the name of the head brewer again? 
Alan Simons. Alan Simons, who was uh, previously at Oak and Barrel down in Greenwood. Okay. And is now up here in charge of all the beer. And Kolsch was the first beer that was um, brewed here. And it's, like I was saying, it's probably the best Kolsch that I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, (laughs) talking about Kolsch, uh, next Thursday we're going to have the president of the FC Köln. I thought it was this Thursday. Sitting up here, actually, on this particular table. This Thursday, right? Isn't he coming? This Thursday, yeah. yeah. This Thursday. Christian, you're going to be here? Mm, not on the Thursday. I will be at a uh, reception with him and the whole delegation of Cologne. Oh, well. Oh, really? Because the backstory to that is <laughs> Indianapolis and Cologne are sister cities, right? right. So um, just to make sure so everybody knows that. Know. And the, the delegation of... They make like annual trips. So last year, at, uh, Indianapolis delegation went to Cologne. Um, and this year, the C- Cologne delegation is coming to Indianapolis. Yeah. So uh, some of them are already here. The uh, 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 Brickyard Battalion Cologne yeah. uh, chapter, wow. those guys are here already. Oh, that's cool. Um, so are they going to be at the game on Saturday They as well? will be at the game. The whole That whole uh, delegation will be at the game. So that are will be pretty cool. Are they going to sit Brickyard Battalion or are they going to sit like <laughs> I don't think the president <laughs> of FC Cologne <laughs> no, will no, no, sit I'm at the... I'm talking about the, the Brickyard Battalion guys. I'm pretty sure they will... Uh, wow. They you won't will. be playing because it would be it would be so good to have actual Germans use improper German to just <laughs> yell out Das Boot. It would be amazing. <laughs> they would go, why are they yelling at their goalkeeper, the yeah, boat? Why are they calling him the boat? For those who don't know, Christian is injured, by the way. Unfortunately, I don't think I will make it for the weekend already. So, we'll so does see. that mean that you're going to sit in the Brigade Battalion? Uh, uh, are you even I going to the game? <laughs> I don't, don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I know is if you're not playing, Yankees baseball, if you're not you playing, and if, and if you're not on the bench... You are making an appearance in in the section. Would anybody know who he is? <laughs> I well, <laughs> I, I, you can do that. Corey Miller did. He was red carded. I can. I could tell you a story, but I can't do it really on air. So I have okay. to do it off air later. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know where I end up being on uh, on the weekend. To be honest, so <laughs> switch the subject. <laughs> Pain meds sounds good. All right. So on to yes. why we're actually here. Yes. We're uh. uh kind of explain that we are on kind right. of a absolutely. Uh, a different tangent from what we are. most of the listeners are, are accustomed <coughs> to for over the past two years. Right, right. We're kind of blending both worlds here. But the reason why I want to uh, uh, wanted to come down here, obviously, with our affiliation that we work really well with uh, Chatham Fishers and Chatham Tap in general um, with Mark. It's the Chris <laughs> is, pose. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Does something embarrassing. It's true. <laughs> so coming down here, uh, it's such a unique place just to begin with. And obviously, you probably get that from everybody that comes in here like, we're in a church. We're in a church. So for those that don't know, St. Joseph is in, um, I, I believe it's the oldest uh, Catholic diocese in Indianapolis, correct? I think it is still the oldest standing Catholic church in the diocese of Indianapolis. Bless. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it, is, it does make difference how you say that. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So um, Downtown on the corner of uh, College and North. That is correct. Um, and it's such an opened up this year. So. Let's kind of start with let's start with the man himself, mm-hmm. because as I got doing my research and, and really lurking on you as much as you can, you have a you don't have a major online profile. I mean, you have your Twitter and you have a, a really long blog you've been doing for quite a while. Correct. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're originally from Germany. You're here now for the last boom. longer than Christian's been alive. Did you just or, boo him? Or, or, no, I said or, boom. boom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Germany. And uh, I, I left Germany actually in 1972. I was with the German Foreign Office and uh, did a couple of stints in Scotland and, and in the Middle East, uh, four years in, in Baghdad. 
and then came to New York, uh, from New York through uh, Bangkok and North Vietnam, and then I retired from the service because I was supposed to go to Moscow. Who wants to go to Moscow for five years? <laughs> So I decided to go to Key West, and I had a restaurant. <laughs> this I is mean, name I off name off as many geographical <laughs> locations within 27 <laughs> seconds as you it can. Was pretty impressive. I'm still I'm still like I'm at Bangkok. I'm uh, yeah, I'm a, but like, <laughs> what? Okay. but it's impressive. Uh, so <laughs> Key West. So so uh, 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 make a long story short, uh, I had a restaurant in, in Key West for 13 years, and then I met my wife. So the party was over. <laughs> time to close that and restaurant then, down. And then moved on, lived in Miami, Fort Lauderdale most of the time before we came up here. Uh, I like how he goes from Key West to Miami and says, hey, I moved to Miami. Party's over. I <laughs> wanted to see snow. So, oh, is that oh, why you okay. came? Okay, I was going to say, why did you come to Indianapolis? Then? The land of horizontal beauty with nothing to look at. Well, uh, the, the reason was, uh, <laughs> was, was my, my wife took a, a research <laughs> position here at IOPI, okay. and I was in the wine business at the time, in the wine trade, so for me it didn't make a difference where I do my business, really. Yes, yeah, so the wine business, right. So how did you get involved in that? Because obviously that's the, you are, from, from what I read and what people tell me about you, if you just mention wine and they go, oh, yeah, that Carl, that's his yeah, thing. You just so. have to drink a lot. You learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like I drink a lot, and I don't know have nearly the knowledge that you do. We know so. enough about beer, I think. Enough no, to get us into trouble. But not the way that mm. this guy knows wine, apparently. So well, what got you involved in that? It, well, it's funny because uh, I didn't want to work the hours in the restaurant anymore. That's why I chose the wine trade. <laughs> yeah, how's here, that working out and, for and, you? And, well, deja vu here. I'm back <laughs> in the restaurant. <laughs> huh. So when – yeah, well, what kind of – after the restaurant, so after the restaurant, you started getting involved with wine, correct? correct? Why, why that transition? Is it one of those things where kind of like us, where we just love drinking beer, where it's like, oh, let's just uh, let's just make a business out of it. Well, it's, it it was a good business. I mean, uh, uh, the wine trade is interesting. Uh, uh, there was a lot of opportunities there. Was I love to travel, obviously. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, in the wine business, it, it, it got me to Argentina, got me to Chile, got me Here to New go. Zealand, got me to Australia. Oh, We've uh, hit every continent. Lots of, <laughs> lots of traveling in Spain. You thought in Italy, soccer was going to get you everywhere. everywhere. No Antarctica. California. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's just a lot of fun and uh, a lot of fun going there and. and uh, uh, looking at what people do in other countries and, and in particular looking at the history, how long they have been doing it. I mean, you go to Italy, you can go back 2,000 years. Yeah. You know? What's just fantastic. What is the most expensive bottle of wine that you've ever drank? It was probably on my 60th birthday. We drank a nine-liter bottle of uh, 1996 Amarone, and while we were drinking, somebody says, holy Jesus, I just Googled it. We're drinking a $4,000 bottle of wine. <laughs> Was it, did, did you say it was a, a nine, nine liter? liter yeah. Nine liter bottle. What, what is a nine? What is Nepokanitsa? That's 12 I liter? I don't know. I don't speak that language. <laughs> <laughs> so why did he say that? Why doesn't he speak that language? I don't know. I know, I know. No, there are particular names <laughs> for yeah. the large oh, bottles. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the largest bottle you can have is called Nepokanitsa. No, the largest is a, it starts with a P. That's a 27 liter bottle. Okay. I used to have Jesus. one of those. That's now you have to think in, in different fat. terms. That's yeah, nine, that's a bucket nine, of wine. Nine liters, liters yeah. is actually exactly one case of wine. Okay. 12 times 750 milliliters, that's right. nine liter. Okay. So yep. 27 liter, it's a three case bottle of wine. So one liter is 3.8 gallon. No. 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 Three, so that's 3.8 liters is one gallon. Oh, yeah, that way around. There you go. I mean, it wow. looks like a missile head. It <laughs> looks like the top of a missile. Holy crap. All right. <laughs> so I hear specialty, though, French wine, right? 
Uh, not necessarily. It's just good wine. All right. Well, we need to update your uh, your profile. Says in a specialty of well, French I, wine. Well, I, I was I, w- I was licensed as a as a, a French wine educator, but uh, uh, I just like to choose such. It doesn't matter where it comes from. I I love good wine. I just love good wine. Okay, so. With doing the wine, is it, is it just the drinking of the wine, or obviously are, are you really interested in the whole point of, I mean, going to the vineyards, learning how the grapes are, the whole process yeah. to get there? Okay. What, what do you prefer more? Obviously, the drinking is great of it, but what part of that do you like the most? Is there a... I, I think the most interesting part about it is when you go and you meet the people, and, and everybody has a story to tell. And, and it's just absolutely great finding out uh, the stories behind what drives them. I mean, I met, I met a young Kiwi uh, who is making wine down in, in Chile and, 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 and throughout the world. You always meet just really interesting people. I ran into a guy in France, actually one guy in Spain. And then I mentioned his name. Ding, ding, ding. I, men- I mentioned his name uh, to a friend of mine in France, and found out that they went to the uh, same university in Bordeaux. And I asked him, "I said, Jerome, what are you? Are you in the wrong?" He says, "No, no, no. First, I am Basque. Kay. Second, I am a farmer. And then third, maybe I am a winemaker." <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's one of the things too that, and he, and he kind of touched on it, is why we kind of do this stuff. Okay. Where we're and the, the reason that you you do it way more than I do, where you go to a bar or you go to being a, nice, you, you, <laughs> you go to a brewery. Thank you, sir. Very true. <laughs> well, no, it's not very true. Appreciative of those who take their Man. time out of their day to uh, Man, come guys hang out with idiots like us. <laughs> so, yes, yes, Christian, thank you for being here. All okay. you're welcome. Yeah, yeah you get it on. Well, you come to a brewery, and and here at St. Joseph's, actually, we have a wine list. It's the first time that somebody ever did that in Indianapolis. I got yeah. a wine list of thirty wines for thirty dollars each, one price. So you don't what? have to. So you, you just pick and go. How much is your Chardonnay? Thirty dollars. How much is your Cabernet Sauvignon? Thirty dollars. For the bottle. How much is your sparkling wine? Thirty dollars, sir. What don't you understand about thirty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm wondering why sparkling wine is the same price as a really good Chardonnay. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's exactly. all right. I know what he's doing. Oh. That's a business. That's a business move right there. <laughs> so, but no, what I was saying is that you, something about Chris that I don't think we've even talked about is when you go to a new restaurant, especially local, or you go to a new brewery, you have to talk to everyone who works at that place, whether it's the owner, whether it's a chef, whether it's a brewer, whether anybody, because you want to know those stories that come from yeah. making this kind of stuff. I, I think. You have the product. You go to a brewery, and, and yes, there's beer. But that beer was made by an individual, and that individual had ideas, thoughts, feelings, emotions, experiences that brought them to that place. Look at where you've been to come to here in Indianapolis, sitting here in downtown, which is in the middle of a major renovation on this side, in one of the oldest buildings in making beer out of a church. So if you would have thought to yourself when you came over, you know, in about 34 years, I'm going to end up in Indianapolis making beer out of a church, you would go, that's crazy. But so it's those stories. You're exactly right. It's the people behind them for me. So I like to know that stuff. Hashtag drink at church. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, So with the church, what was obviously you've got the story in the in the menu a little bit of, of why a brewery in a church. But what is where did that come from? Where, what's the kind of reasoning for 
putting a brewery in here. Did you dream this up, or did somebody go, you know what you should do? Put a brewery no, in a church. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, w- I have um, uh, partners here, and and one of the partners, uh, David Hill, is down the street. So he looked at that building for many years, how it was falling apart, falling yeah. apart, and all of a sudden, something should be done with it. And then when uh, the previous owner uh, defaulted on the mortgage, uh, one of the other partners went to Pittsburgh and went to the church, which is a brewery in Pittsburgh, and took a picture of it and sent it to David and said, this is what we should do with our church. And here was the idea. The idea was born, and we pursued it, and we got uh, the building last year in uh, April. Mm-hmm. By October, we had the building permits, and this year in May, we open up, and we got a brewery in the church. Has there been any kind of, and obviously being in a, not to get too political, but being in a red state, did you get any kind of like pushback or feedback of like, hey, you can't put a brewery in the church? Not at all. That's awesome. Can I interrupt that for a second? And Carl, you have to prove me if I'm wrong. There's a big history with, I'm not 100% sure what the word in English is, but like with the church and a whole like Christianity in, in Germany and brewing beer. I mean, monks in Germany used to do this for years and years and decades and centuries to brew their own beer. Is that is that one of the reasons why uh, did it ever came to head or is it just a coincidence? No, it's just a coincidence. In, I mean, in Germany, uh, monks, they couldn't have any vices. The only vices that they had were schnapps, beer, good vegetables, uh, no women, of course. You know, Good vegetables and are a vice? <laughs> That's well, interesting. Yeah, I wish I, mean, I had I that mean, vice. Yeah, they're, they're great gardeners, you yeah. know, and... and, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be over next uh, next week in Germany, you know, and I, I love to go to Kloster Andex outside of Munich, which is uh, we call it the Holy Mountain, yeah. and and it's one of the one of the best breweries that you can find in Bavaria. Or you go to Kloster Weltenburg on the Danube, yeah, that's another one. I mean, Wein Stefan, uh, Wein Stefan was founded in the year 1040. <laughs> In a couple of years, they're going to have their 1,000-year anniversary. Isn't that yeah. nuts? And it's a brewery that is still operating today. So obviously... Founded, I don't know if it's still run by monks, but pretty much founded by monks and by, by Kloster. Yeah. What is Kloster in English, by the way? Kloster means monastery. Monastery, yeah. An abbey. Yeah. Monastery. So uh, there is a big history with, with, with church monasteries in, in, uh, in Germany and, and brewing uh, beer. Not that you're not good at this, but this would be great to spend like a few days. You could f- kind of hang out together, and he could be a perfect translator for. There's these words I don't. <laughs> what what is that, Carl? <laughs> it's like, it's okay, Christian. I got you. <laughs> 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 Just sit here. Right. Well, well, I need here, here, here's another thing that we have done here, actually, at St. Joseph's is we're we're trying to keep the history of the church alive, in one way or the other. Uh, uh, the curls we call it cornerstone because yeah. uh, there's a cornerstone here in the church when the foundation was laid in 1879 and they put in a time capsule. They had a list of all the parish members in there. They had newspaper clippings and all that. We tried to find it. We haven't found it yet. Oh, so it's still buried somewhere. It's still buried oh, in, that's in here cool. somewhere. Um, let's get on it. We let's have, yeah, let's get on we, it. We have, we, have, <laughs> we, have the nob- we have the Noble Street uh, Pale Ale. Noble Street is named after... The street right out noble. here, because it was North College used yep. to be Noble, noble Street. street. Yep. 
we had the Daud Stout because uh, Father Daud served in the church here for 42 years. He was, wasn't we he the longest serving? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. here for over 42 years. Actually, his great nephew was here a couple of weeks ago. He's up in South Bend. What did he think of the place? Loved it. Had like five flights. Right. <laughs> had a great night here. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we have the altered brown. We got the the pew buster. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and we're, right. we're giving it the names. We're, so we're that is the altered browns. So that's altered brown. What's the what's the porter's name? Uh, Prophecy Porter. Okay. And then who comes up with the names? Um, we all throw a, a kind of like a name in a hat, and then uh, we 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 discuss it by email, of course. <laughs> The only way to do business is by email. So next year you're going to have the Hasselhoff Hefeweizen. Uh, <laughs> uh, and well, on the podcast, Chris has to come up with that stupidity. You like brought, brought up brought first, Dick. That, that stop yelling at me. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said Hasselhoff. Pretty sure on the wall. <laughs> we can go back and we can review yeah. the tape. All right. So but uh, no, and that's one of the funny things is that uh, when we've talked to brewers before too, uh, we've asked, "Hey, who comes up with the names?" Usually, the brewers have nothing. They're like, "I just make the beer." The business guys can name it whatever they want to name yeah, it. We're all involved. We're all involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's kind of talk, just kind of throw out. I want to talk about the beer. This is also why we're here. So, <laughs> um. How much do you get involved in the, uh, being someone who was very good at the process of how to make wine and, and what's good wine and what's shit wine and all in between? So how much have you really gotten involved on the beer side? And, and maybe you had the knowledge long before of, of the brewing process, um, the whole s system downright. So, or is this one of those things where it's new to you and you're, you're learning at this point? No, I'm not, I'm not new to that, but with Alan being our, our head brewer and brewmeister, or braumeister, as we say at home, mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I, I like Alan's attitude towards beer because he is a guy that is more what I call traditional European-style brewer. He's not a guy that overhops everything. He's more a finishing yeah. guy. And 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 I mean, w we just came out with with a double IPA, which yeah. is uh, what about 85, 88 IBUs, yeah, yeah. 8.1 percent alcohol, and and Alan kind of like shakes his head. I said, "Well, you guys wanted the double IPA." Uh, oh he is more so a said this. a guy that that has values of traditional European mm. beers like a Hellas or a Pilsner. And, and these kind of beers. Well, that's probably why the Kolsch is so good, too. Yeah. Well, and that's so it, – it's, it's refreshing to hear you say that because that's, I believe, is, is problematic in, in the United States microbrew um, culture. It has become this thing of who can hop up beer more, who can add a different yeah. type of hop and just keep on adding it. And I go, <laughs> that is not what the point was. Why did people originally hop up beer like ins insanely? It's because they had – why do you have an IPA? Exactly what its name is, India Pale Ale. Because you had a long – right. It it's because the beer – right. Yeah. <laughs> you needed it to not go bad. <laughs> so at this point, everybody is – it's just hopping up beer, and it's so great because the first time I had the actual IPA here, it has a, it's got enough. You know it's, a, you know it's an IPA, but it has a really great citrus undertone. Um, it is fantastic. It is really, really good, and it's refreshing. So the double IPA, it's funny you said Alan kind of shakes his head, and it's like it's nice to have somebody not going. I wonder if we could beat Stone Ruination or or you know or a right. double arrogant bastard and you go God man that's just too much. Well and then when when breweries but you love it don't 
I know. I, I, I do love an IPA. And I, but I'm a seasonal beer guy. Yeah. Like, I'll do IPAs um, and Kolsch's and, and some pale stuff that, in the summertime. And then when, it, when winter rolls around, yeah. give me porters. Give me stouts that's, all that's day. That's exactly what we're doing right now. I mean, when we open up, we had the, you had the doubt stout. And then we had the uh, saison. We had uh, a summer session rye that we had and, and the blondes. And we're going through. Uh, we're releasing an amber next week. Okay. So the amber is going to come out, and probably by Christmas time, maybe an oat, an oat stout, mm. you know, something that's a little bit more really heavy and yummy. For Thank the you for not doing time. a pumpkin spice beer. Oh my god! Because I would, I would just have to walk out. I'm the, <laughs> I am the poster child of anti pumpkin everything. So it's that's one of those things too, where it's like, um, I think when when there's when there's uh, trending and when there when there's things that are trending out, it's a lot of a lot of breweries will just go, okay, I'm going to jump on this and try to make that uh, because everybody else is. Well, the only thing that we do here a little bit different is usually when we release a beer, and we normally we tap him on Tuesdays. Yep. Uh, Alan usually has a little a little pinch keg, a little five gallon keg that he treats uh, treats it a little bit different than what we have in the big tank that comes out of the tap. So with with when we, when we tapped the porter, he had like a, a five gallon keg, and it and he finished it off with some vanilla, yeah, and a little coffee. Okay. And once that five gallons are gone, guys, that's it. Too bad, man. Nothing's when there is no more. And that's how some do on on specialty wise. And, and what's funny is Caputo always talked about that there were certain ones that he did that were really kind of crazy things. He talked about, and, and I don't know if you know Rob Caputo at all. I mean, how much have you been involved with the Indiana Brewers Guild at this not point? Much, not, not much. much. Okay. He's like the he's the executive director of the Indiana Brewers Guild. Um, but he used he worked at Flat Twelve. Um, was a head brew brewer there. And, and owner too. Yeah, and what's so funny is, uh, he originally when they came out, they were doing some crazy stuff like a Christmas porter ham, uh, Christmas ham porter. He talked about doing a ink a squid ink beer like a uh, like a stout and i went huh like all type but it was one of those small batch you're gonna have just some of it and after that i'm not doing any more of that so which is definitely unique so okay so well, and we went, well uh, the other thing too and to kind of on top of that is we went to um black acre to do research when they were going to come on and uh they had their um like one-off coffee like espresso uh coffee cap yeah which was probably the best stout i've ever had and it's one of those things where we're not going to be able to do that again. We just kind of threw everything in there, and it's a certain kind of It mixture. came out really well, and now I don't know that we could do this again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the one thing, when we had the Bolins, when we had the Bolins Brown, it was a, uh, an American brown ale that he had uh, finished off. and steeped a little bit of coffee in it. But the one thing that I found out, and I spend every day here at the restaurant, yes. is you see how it polarizes people. People will either like it, or they will hate it. Yeah. So now with the ultra brown that we have, so okay, right. It is completely different because most of the people just enjoy the beer. Right. Yeah. I'm because smelling. There, there is no no more divider there. The coffee sometimes was the divider. I, th- I, sm- I smell that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying for a Almost brown. Yeah. I don't care. It's time for a new one, anyways. Um, I'm smelling it as a brown. I'm like, there's definitely some hops oh, yeah. to that one. Oh which yeah. Multi, multi, yeah. multi, and at the beginning and you. hoppy on the finish. This is not <laughs> your home here, Christian. This is. Yeah, for someone who knows so <laughs> yeah, much, I was gonna say for someone who knows so much about so beer. When I originally smelled it, I wasn't expecting that. That's why you gave the same face. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting the hop profile in that. So, 
Um, for the guy who loves Bud Light, that's not his. That's not no, his that's, house. That's like <laughs> just not Pine. true. That's it's not just not true. No. What that you that you love Bud Light? No, he likes yeah. Pilsners. Good Pilsners. He likes that's uh, that. And when I drink a Bud Light, I'm usually in season, so I don't want to drink too much alcohol when I'm in season. So when I want to have a beer, I drink a Bud okay. Light because it's a light beer. Okay, I'm sorry. You just have to drink one. You don't have to drink six <laughs> or seven. Yeah, but I struggle with that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Guys got to sleep somehow. <laughs> so all right. So um, interesting kind of turn here. So purity law. Can we talk about that? It's 499 years old. Yeah. So let, for those that don't know purity law, they teach us well, what we need the, to know. The, the purity law was just that you have four ingredients to make uh, beer, which was hopfen, malts, uh, water, and yeast. Yeah. Hops, malt, water, and yeast, and that's it. And that's why when a lot of brewers go over to Germany and start brewing beer, they go like, well, this is so boring. We can't do anything over there. We can't create things. But within German brewers, it says, well, you can do a lot of things with just these four different kind of ingredients and make a different kind of a beer. Right. Well, so what's funny is so Christian asked me if we had talked about it on the show and I never got a chance because we were going to talk about that with them. The one guy I wanted to talk to was Ted Miller, uh, Ted Miller, who owns Bruges. Which we still might. Right. Bruges. And then um, Outliers right over here as well. And what's funny is he spent a long years, uh, about five, six years over there learning and then went over um, in Asia as well learning. But that's one thing he talked about is I want to talk about purity law with him because he brought that up is it's there. It, exactly what you said that a lot of american brewers go no i need to add something different i need to do this where he goes really that fine tunes your craft it's like art he goes you you give everybody the same ingredients and you see who really can brew beer and who can't do anything and really shouldn't be making beer and that's the true litmus test if you will of a good brewer so how much do you find yourself keeping to that or do you at all well i you have to understand one thing. I'm not involved in in the beer making. That's Alan's. Right. Uh, uh, that's his trade. So that's no where input Alan at all. Is good. Okay. So I'm more up front here in the house. I'm more in the restaurant part. Okay. Uh, uh, and and I'm trying to give you an out. You didn't want to be in the restaurant <laughs> no, part anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm back in. I'm back in. But the, but the one thing one thing I I and I mean I've always liked beer. I'm from Bavaria. And uh, going home uh, next week, I'm, I'm going to do a little research because I would really would like to take Alan over maybe next year. And in the northeastern part of Bavaria, where I'm from, we have a beer culture called Zeugel. It's spelled Z-O-I-G-L. Go Google that. It's really interesting. And it goes back to uh, uh, where in my hometown we had a, a commune brauhaus that was owned by the the city by the town and you can buy a property and in the property in the deed might be a brew right written into it once you had the property and you had the brew right you could demand that you get five six days in the commune brow house and you could go there and brew your own beer wow and we have around my hometown there's still certain areas right now where they do that and and it's just it's 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 a big beer culture tourism and it's only in that particular area in Germany actually where this is still active I mean I'll, I'll be willing to 
it sounds arduous and it sounds hard. I would be willing to make that sacrifice if Alan doesn't want to go. <laughs> I mean, I'll be more than happy. I mean, geez, it sounds terrible. Your wife Every can watch three kids be, you know. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take one. You. I'll take one. It's going to be a research it's, trip. It, oh, take, yeah, exactly. Take right. Yeah, exactly. Kieran, he'll be over one. It's time for him to have his first <laughs> beer. Well, I told him he tried to grab it something yesterday, and I said, no, 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 not until you're one year old. Then, well, that was then, me. Sir. I was trying to give him a beer, That's and he right. tried to grab I it. Yeah. I was like, not till he's one, Andy. <laughs> not till he's one. So, there's um, more about the restaurant side of things. What was the what was the thing? Was it what was the thinking of having a restaurant in here too? I mean, a lot of, a lot of breweries don't open a restaurant with their brewery, and they usually like will cater in a food truck, or they just won't have food at all. Um, what was that? Uh, well, obviously, with law now, they have to have some form, so the bare minimum sure. that you have to. Sure. Because of cost. And I think a lot right. of it is cost association uh, with having a restaurant, which is the number one money loss <laughs> of, of a business. It's it's the hardest to run. It's just a restaurant in general to, to make money. It's a money loss, generally. But anyways. Well, first of all, uh, uh, we have partners here in, in at St. Joseph's, uh, which are also the principal uh, partners and owners of Chatham Tap yep. and Ralston's. Right. So there's already some uh, great restaurant experience yep. there. And and the way m my partners operate, they always invite other people in. Uh, so I was offered the opportunity to invest here and bring my knowledge of running a restaurant uh, to the table. Uh, they brought in the chef, who Scott Reifenberger, who was the chef at the Skyline Club for 12 years. And he got the same uh, uh, opportunity, so he invested in it. So Scott and I, we are, he's the, the food man, I'm the front of the house person <laughs> here. Uh, we brought Alan in, who is the beer guy. Right. So uh, everybody has got skin in the game here. Sure. And when, when you're involved in that, then you really pay attention to what, <laughs> what you're doing. And the food is fantastic. I'll have to, I mean, that's one of those things. Christian, have you ever eaten here before? Nope, I have not. Food's fantastic. It's one of the few places in Indy to find poutine as well. well I was going to say poutine. That was the first ah. one you came down. You saw poutine ah. on the menu and went. And was, boom, that's so, it. And that's poutine having right, it. Canadian or French <laughs> as well. I mean, the that's poutine from is. from Canada to yeah, us. Canada, absolutely. Yeah. When we went up to Toronto uh, a few years ago, I, went to, I was poutine every day. Binged. I had poutine every day. This they guy had, they was had blocked up for two and a half weeks. Do you have poutine when you went to Montreal? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously... Like Montreal, Quebec City are like the like the the hotspots for poutine, I think, because that's I mean obviously the the French uh, influence part of 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 Canada. Um, I I had it a couple of times. I'm not the biggest fan of it, I have to be honest. Um, uh, but there's definitely a huge huge poutine culture up there. Well, you have to try ours because our our gravy is actually made with porter beer that we make here. Good old porter and the beer, and, and the it's the same thing. It's the right. same thing. Our our muscles, of course, what are we steaming them in? Colch. Oh, really? You're the Prince Edward Island ones? It was actually okay. featured this month in Indianapolis Monthly Ooh, as a <laughs> recipe in the food and uh, dining area. Nice. Yeah, and that was one, that was one of the uh, crazy parts about the poutine, too, is that the, they are, the cheese curds are fried. That, which that was a little different. Cause when I was, uh, yeah. I was so, I'm so used to just having the plain cheese curds there, and when they yeah. fried, I mean, they were like, they're like giant cheese curds, too. So it's it's been my favorite go to when I come down here um, so Key West you owned a restaurant I'm going to kind of go to this because I went to Key West and I, I went to one of the most unique restaurants um, it's been around for a really really long time what was the name of your restaurant in Key West it was called the Bagatelle okay where, where was it 
Uh, right in 115 Wall Street, just around the corner from Sloppy Joe's. Okay. Um, did you ever go to, have you ever been to Blue Heaven? Down of course, there? yeah. Okay. So, well, no, I just. <laughs> well, I duh, like, Chris. He may not have, I don't know. He may not he have. He was there for 13 years. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So, I found that, I mean, just really unique because you go there and it's under a, a giant Spanish, uh, is it a lime tree or what? It's a. I really don't Valencia, know what kind of tree they had. I mean, uh, but it makes a complete overhang. It's, it's uh, no, it's a uh, god. I had one in, in my house. Um, not that large. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, there's there's some large trees down yeah. there. Yeah, with with the roots hanging down. Yeah, yeah, yeah the roots hanging down. Yeah, I forgot uh, the name. God, I've been too long in Indianapolis. Mangro- it's like Spanish mangrove or something like that. Uh, no, okay. But the point is, so that was Hemingway, right? Correct. Was it down there? But what I found the most unique was that it was that place had been like three different things. It had been they used to do bare knuckle boxing there, and Hemingway actually boxed there. And I'm like, when you think Correct. of Ernest Hemingway, you don't think of somebody who bare knuckle boxed in the back uh, of some place that was also a bar that was an originally um, darts and pool, and, and there was something else that it was as well for a while. And before the family took over in like 1995, there was a family that took over um, and made it. I thought it was 95 when they took over. Or was it 85? Because it would have been before you left. Well, that would have been 95 as well. I, I think the Blue Heaven was started in 95. 95. Yeah, I left in 93, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that type of history. And so I think that's what's unique about here that I really like is because there's a lot of newer places, but there's not that background. And, and I always find that the most interesting when you can keep something alive. So when you said your guy was over here and he was looking at this building that was kind of falling apart and would have been here forever, and you guys, in a way, you were able to, you gave it salvation. You were able to save it via, uh, from, from its demise of nobody wanting to use it. So I always find that the most interesting. Um, what are you looking up? I'm looking up what kind of tree that is that the uh, Blue Heaven oh. in the Key West. Chakaranda? And I was just there last August. I know. And this is now it's. I have to admit that, that I saw a couple of restaurants all over the world as well. Not in as many places as you have been. <laughs> but um, this, is, this is a very, very cool and unique place here. <laughs> I mean this is this is really is impressive when you just it's different walking in too isn't it yeah it's, it's, like it's kind of I mean you, you don't really realize in the beginning because it's just okay there's a bar there's chairs there's tables so okay it's a restaurant I guess then you look um, up 40 feet but yeah you look <laughs> you up you see those 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 like church the style and windows and and so that's it, pretty cool it says trop- tropical almond tree now is what, what it says now that's from the actual yeah. blue heaven website really that doesn't I don't remember reading that on there. See, they're another place that also puts great history on their <laughs> menu. <laughs> so you get time to sit there and wait and think about things. So, all right. So this is what we have right now. Is this kind of the, the, the end goal? Is this, was this the end of the vision? Or do you, or do you see this place progressing into anything else? Outside I, of I think, I think uh, it, it is going to progress. We're going to do a couple of different things here. Uh, don't want to. Spoiling. Announce exactly yet right. what's going to happen. We can talk here, about but, it there. but I have some <laughs> ideas. I mean, uh, our main goal was uh, after we made all that massive investment here, and, and our main goal was open up and go through the summer. Uh, you can look at the church right now. Uh, we don't have any artwork out yet. We don't have any photography out that. It's honestly kind of like it, it's nice like that I, though. Too. I wish I wish somebody would say, "Okay, I'll write you the check and go ahead and let's do everything at once." But it's not going to happen. So we have to go slowly, and 
at some point, I think, uh, in this little private dining room where we're sitting right now, I would love to do some beer dinners. I would love to oh, do yeah. some wine dinners. Uh, a wine dinner hosted by this guy, that's where I'd want to be. Yeah, bring, bring in some winemakers. Uh, they always come to Indianapolis and, and, and work with the chef and uh, do a wine dinner or do a beer dinner, you know, and, and be a come school. Up with some ideas, you know, and, uh, and yeah. I... I have a lot of ideas, and and we're gonna we're gonna make it happen here. So, when do you see? Uh, do you see anytime soon? One of the things uh, with knowing your knowledge and, and Alan's knowledge on beer and yours on wine, of the things in your menu, knowing that you are you're not just a brewery, and we and we understand that now. This is actually a legitimate, really good restaurant. We were talking about the steak, and and the fact that you guys are you didn't just put a strip steak out and then just left it out as it is, and people kind of complain and said, eh, but that's what's on our menu because we don't really care. You, you went back and you thought that through went back to the drawing board. When do you see yourself on the menu starting to do the pairing? Because the one thing is food and drink are made. They're married. They are they're together. So same when you order this food, try pairing with this, or we recommend, or no, you need to pair with these, whether it be wine or beer. When do you see that added to the menu? Well, you can do th- I think the best way to – to do it here is, is actually if you come here and have the flights of beer. Okay. Because that gives you uh, uh, choices. We have right now we've got nine beers with Amber coming out, so we have ten of our own beers here. Uh, Sunday night you get 25% of the flights, so that's a really good deal. Mm. Okay. 25%. Plug, plug. Plug, plug. Do it. Plug, plug. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Thursday night, uh, $7 house growlers, you know, house beers. Ooh, uh, all right. Really all yummy. right. And this Thursday, but, you have but, the... But with the flights and, and with the <laughs> choice of the menu, our menu is, is not a small menu. It's no. pretty pretty diversified. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. There's a lot of different starter places. There's great salads. There's absolutely fantastic sandwiches. And now we have Wurst from Klaus. I'll try that. <laughs> <laughs> Poutine to Mahi Mahi Tacos. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. it's a little yeah. bit of a, a very eclectic and, and, menu and there. One, one of the best things actually for beer... Uh, that all my customers really love is the bison meatloaf. Oh yeah, that bison sits everywhere. on top of a Texas toast with uh, mashed potatoes, and then the gravy on killing top me, of Carl, it. Right now. I love that dude's killing me right now. He started. I look how he started talking slow, and he got almost his Texas twang on it. He's <laughs> like, "This is bison meatloaf." All I know is I had to hang my head. I was just like, "Oh, oh geez, yeah, dude, that's right yeah." So good. That, is, that is about as American like just oh, yeah. ugh, starch upon. <laughs> <laughs> gravy upon uh, bison meats on meats on meats. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, oh, Houston is up two nothing, Christian. Uh, it's as it, though you you're not looking at the screen. And yeah, right. This is good. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so let's finish this up here. <laughs> so, well, that, uh, one of the things too is that um, with the construction outside, do you feel like that hinders anything at all? With uh, with, um, I mean, I, it's going to be even worse once they start to build it up. Uh, is that one of those things where you're kind of, is it apartments over there? It's going to be apartments. Okay. Yeah. Is it going to be one of those things that you're going to work with the property management and say, you know, there might be some kind of deal between have it coming over here? Well, apartment uh, beside a brewery sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. I, I, <laughs> right? I, I, I think I think once once the the apartments are up, uh, I think it will add to our customer base. I would say so. And yeah. and when we designed the menu, we kept all that kind of like in mind uh, we wanted to have a menu I'll give you an example with all the apartments that we have around here I would like to have a person come over here and says I want to have two beers and I want something to eat 
and I want to get away with $20. Mm-hmm. Here's the $30 wine bottle. <laughs> 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 then it's $50. How about, <laughs> how about an appetizer and a wine bottle? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but if, 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 I, if I can get the customer <laughs> that says, I want to spend $20 and he can have two beers and something good to eat, he might not just come once a week. Mm-hmm. He might come twice or maybe even three times a week. Yeah. I drive from the north side for twi- two, d- two beers and a good food. I, oh, you I, drive for one beer from the north side as well. That's very true. It's very true. <laughs> that's true. I actually I have a coworker that lives down here over by Highland Park, and they literally will, will walk to the same place every night because they have deals like that. They're not really big on cooking. That night they, they love food, and it's one of those things they will go to the exact same place. And I'm not going to give this place any plug. Um, <laughs> they will go to the same place every time. I'm like, man, there's so many other good places, and you guys know better than others. Yeah, but they, it's a great deal. The food is good enough, and I will go there. So, no, I think you are you hit it dead on. Downtown especially, you have people that are, whether it is that they're just here temporarily because work has brought them in, they've given them a place here, or they just like the, the urban lifestyle down here. They don't want to cook. They like the scene. That's huge. And I think especially here, maybe you have somebody uh, future-wise as it goes up that's able to deliver some food into there for them. No? I don't think I'd want to deliver for 100 <laughs> yards. I think, I think for 100 yards they can actually yeah, walk over. Yeah, they can get their here. lazy ass down here and order some food and have a, have a nice drink. I do like the, the, dish, the, the little patio on the, on the back. Though, well, too. I love I mean, it, and I think it's going to be more interesting once the building is up because it gives us almost like a little beer garden atmosphere yeah. out here. Yeah. So, and and here's another interesting part. Let me let me throw that okay. in here mm-hmm. while of we're course. talking about that. Love interesting. Now parts. you know when you brew beer, uh, and Alan brews it in about probably about 500, 500, 550 gallons a pop. Right. You always end <laughs> up with about four fifty-five gallon drum of spent grain. Okay. So we have a hog farmer down in Seymour who comes up and picks up the grain and feeds it to the hogs. So nothing's wasted? No, we don't waste it. We donate it to him. He can pick it up. He feeds it to the hogs under one condition. We're going to get two hogs a year. And and I can see we can do a, a little spit roast right yeah, outside the deck about. there. And a couple of that? kegs of beer that we can tap out there. And we don't need an Oktoberfest. We can have just a... Fest. Yeah. How crazy would it be to have that's that's something I've never even heard before a, a hog roast fr- with a hog that's been fed the grain that was used to brew the beer that you're drinking and eat. I mean it's like that's, that's, just it's called it, fucking full circle that's, <laughs> what that's called that's called that's beauty crazy. that's beautiful that's beautiful you, you want to come in I'm just right? saying a, a hog is just a, a, a it's a delicious thing oh yeah it is. so uh, is as long as you use it all like. The cheek, use pig cheek. I mean, that's the thing. Is is here in pigs feet? Uh, the bulk. And we're going to put an apple in the snout. Oh, oh. really? The whole, oh my god! <laughs> Just the head chop. There it is. Welcome. Peter to shows our up. That's good. Peter <laughs> show. No, never that. So, um, no. So uh, fantastic. I, really, I just kind of want to make this a. Unless you you have some follow up stuff here. Go no, ahead. I mean it, it, it. It's. I think every time that somebody comes in here, it is that a lot. One part of a, about a brewery is that experience. You go to, and I love Sun King, and you know they've been on the show before. But when you go to Sun King, it's a it looks like a warehouse. I mean, you go it's to a working brewery. Sure, I mean it's it, a working brewery. Yeah. yeah, and it's to be able to do something like this, um, where it's a brewery inside a atmosphere. 
that's a little different. That's something that's nobody even has seen before. I mean, that's one of the first things that you even said, Christian, when you came in. Is like this is something I don't, I don't I've never seen something before. Totally unique, yeah. Yeah, something and like so that coupled with the fact that you guys know what you're doing with beer, you know what you're doing with food. Now, now I know you know you know what you're doing with wine too. So I can come down here just to have wine and food sometimes. I need to bring my mom. That's that's the one thing. So as she she likes porters. Uh, a big fan, but when it comes to wine, she actually works at a winery, Cedar Creek, which is down outside of Martinsville, um, and, and wine is her thing. And, and and she'll drink all types, but she's a huge Riesling, Riesling fan, and, it, and obviously she'll pair it with food, so she'll drink all over. But as a Riesling fan, I need to bring her up here um, just because as somebody who who cares that much, and, and if you have the, the knowledge and the care for wine, it's... It, it's, it's such a delicate it's such a delicate field so to have that type of ability I, I think it it really plays out in everything that's here and that, that I've seen so from you look at the menu you look at the beers and, and I know you don't do much with the beer but you've got a guy who understands who, who thinks very much like you you go listen this is my knowledge I trust you on this one because you know I believe in a good quality on there so I, I would love to bring her here because it's, again, that experience, but it's it's not just – we didn't shirk off here so that this could be great. We need to make a solid experience across the board, whether you're a wine drinker, beer drinker, you just came here for food and bring the kids. Scotch drinker also. I'm working don't, on I'm working on a, don't do this to on me. a scotch <laughs> and don't. bourbon collection. Um, oh. uh, <laughs> I mean, you had your red breast down I mean, there already. I got and 12-year-old yep. red breast, breast Irish uh, uh, whiskey. I have – uh, several 14-year-old uh, Highland scotches. I got. I saw some hotel. Eight, 18-year-old Highland. I saw some hotel tango stuff down there too. A little What's bit of hotel tango, yeah. Pepe uh, van Winkle. Actually, actually, I have. I have. Uh, we, we're doing <laughs> a, a Hoosier Martini, which yeah. is actually made with vodka that uh, comes from the Huber Winery uh, down south, and they only use. Uh, a farmer that grows non-GMO corn, and then they use the corn as a base for the vodka. Absolutely so, fantastic so product, vodka. and we're okay. going to use the uh, uh, raspberry yeah. dessert wine in okay. it to make the the martini. Okay. So this is completely <laughs> Indi- an Indiana ingredient-based cocktail. Okay. And and the idea of what we're doing is we're not just a brewery; we're a restaurant. We're not just a wine restaurant. We, I'm, I'm trying to do the whole package that somebody says. Do you have a 14-year-old uh, scotch from Lowland, or do you have uh, an 18-year-old Islay scotch, or uh, what kind of bourbon? I always prefer the Highlanders. Uh, that's what I wanted, because we have You're a lot of professional one, people yeah. here right. that are very well educated, very, very well educated in food, in beer, in wine, and in spirits. And, oh, and I see what you did there. I and see I want, what you I did want, there. I want to make this whole, this <laughs> whole thing round yeah. and, and, and <laughs> offer something for everybody. Yeah. Same thing for kids. I mean, we got the yeah, kids. Yeah, kids were talking about the, the, yeah. the high chairs. Yeah, everybody no, was two laughing high at chairs you. and a booster uh, seat. Everybody was laughing at you, but for having yeah. high chairs. Now look what look what happened. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> Do you feel like um, with your with your expertise in wine that you guys would ever make your uh, have a section of just St. Joseph wine? That's you that's have to been work with the fit in that. That's I mean, well, that's one of those get things your too. From, well, yeah. still, it's one of those things where with your expertise. No. No, no, no. That's yeah, it's not the place for that either. Diversified too far there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I was wondering where's too far? That's too far. I got you. Hey, how's it going? Not, not bad, sir. Sure. Do you need beverages? I uh, know I'm good. 
I would take another one of that, whatever I had. The course, the course. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, it, and, then, and then one for me. Course as well. I'm good. Yep. So wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I really I think it's so. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, you guys have a, a really special thing down here. What's What's the actual physical address uh, for people that are listening when come down? It's 540 North College Avenue. Okay. And you guys are what? What hours? Uh, closed on Mondays. We're all golfing on Mondays. <laughs> Christian's like me too. My man. <laughs> <laughs> and we're open uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 11.30 a.m. until midnight. Uh, midnight. On the weekend, we stay open until 1 a.m. Then Sunday morning, we're doing a brunch from 10 to 1. At 1 o'clock, when football starts, we switch over to the regular menu. We show the games. Go Colts. And, and you only show Bayern games here, right? Correct. Uh, since, okay. I'm, since, I'm, <laughs> since, since I'm the founder and the president of the official recognized Bayern Munich fan club of Indianapolis. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. You will get to see the Bayern games with sound it's here. Good, it's good for the wife. Yeah, it is. As she's a huge Bayern fan. That's Well, true. don't mention that that crazy like you just did on Thursday when the president FC Cologne comes in <laughs> here. <laughs> you might not like that. Just be like, hey, <laughs> we, <laughs> play, we play Cologne games when, uh, on, on Bundesliga. Oh, Bundesliga. We show yeah, every right. Cologne game when they play against Munich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should record him and run him over the screen when they have dinner here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They did, they did, yeah. They did. Man. How do you even know that? You don't even watch soccer generally when you're not. I actually, I actually it's saw crazy. that. Uh, I actually uh, saw it somewhere. That uh, I saw that it somewhere. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I s like I saw the That's results crazy. somewhere. That's crazy. Yeah, but also you got to remember, people just offer up scores and um, ask Christian about random stuff about German football yeah. and just any kind of like. Premier League stuff and Christian's like yeah yeah, yeah man <laughs> cool stuff <laughs> I was I was asked to to attend a uh, a uh, Liga MX uh, game on uh, like on TV uh, on, on on Saturday Guadalajara against uh, who the hell knows Tijuana <laughs> or something like that Monaco, like, Monaco like, uh, like guys uh, I don't even care about German soccer I definitely don't <laughs> care about Mexican soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, Carl, uh, I appreciate you having us here. It was an awesome conversation. We love the place. Uh, as two we, we are well out of our realm here. This oh, yeah. this guy knows way too much, and he's just been <laughs> he's been extremely courteous yes. to go these buffoons. I'm really glad I took the time out of my day to talk to these guys. So that's <laughs> great. And they brought in this this guy that somehow was supposed to have like com camaraderie here, and this was weird. <laughs> never doing this again. I'm never answering a random call, and, and I'm gonna call Mark immediately after this and go. If you ever give my number to somebody ever again, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> so no, but thank you, thank you very much. Yes, um, I hope this Thanks has not been uh, too. Uh, too weird or too. Uh, and you'll definitely see us down uh, quite a bit. I mean, we're maybe here. when we get off, it might be like. So here's a couple growlers. If you decide to never come back, two big pictures on the front door. I'm why are we sure. Why are we sitting in the alley behind the, uh, <laughs> the special <laughs> the spot for permanent relegation? It's back here. There's a couple dumpsters, <laughs> some raccoons. We're good. So, uh, but yeah. It's, uh, Special thanks to you guys. Social media-wise, what yeah. are you guys on? So your Twitter, obviously. We're on Twitter, we're on uh, Facebook, we're on Instagram. At, at St. Joseph Brewery, just St. Joseph Brewery on Facebook? Uh, I think it's St. Joseph Brewery in Public House, actually. Okay. Okay. And then Instagram, same thing? Correct. Okay. Excellent. So cool. get out there, follow them, obviously. Andy. At, at Cage Fear. At Cibala. 
Mr. Christian. Andy knows it better at, than I do. <laughs> at Nist Christian. Right. Nist underscore Christian. I want to hear, right. I would actually like to hear another fellow German actually say your last name. Because we, well, we obviously all screwed up. We all up. screwed up, yeah. I did, it, yeah. I did it well there, didn't I? Say it again. Nist. Well, Carl, okay. tell him how to say it. N-I-C-H-T. H-T. Christian Nicht. Yeah. Nicht. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually he's in my phone as jackass, so that's usually. What I <laughs> <laughs> Don't know is what you on my phone. <laughs> well, it's probably the same as I'm on, under Chris's phone. So I always just put him under real best friend. Don't tell Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well then. All right. Well. <laughs> but uh, uh, tune in next week. Uh, next Tuesday, we'll actually be back at uh, Chatham Tap. We can plug them because it's all one happy family. <laughs> Um, but we'll be back at Chatham Tap up in Fishers, Fishers. Right. Um, talking to another brewery, and it's going to be awesome. So, yep. Which is funny, which is spelled the way B- that beer. B-I-E-R. Right. Exactly. All right. So. They're doing a tap takeover. Right, Christian well, might you. show up to that one, too. I mean, I don't oh. think you're going to be doing much. He's like. <laughs> what? No. Besides training. Huh? No, I just. Why right. do you always say it that way? I mean, you and your negative connotations. Like, literally with. Uh, right. exactly Anyways. Holla Madrid. Yeah, see yep, you guys you later. You got to do it. Bye. Thank you. Bye.